Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering Season 3, Episode 5, titled Say the Word. What is the word? Uh, the word is... I don't know. The, the bird? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with birds. No, I'm pretty sure it's the bird. There's a song about it and everything. No, it might be Walker Rod. Walker That's Hot? what I think is the word. Okay. Is this alluding to that stupid game AMC has us play every fucking episode? It's like, here's the word. Word, word one is... I think so, yeah. We. Now make sure you watch the entire episode or right. you won't get the other eight words. That's right. <laughs> Drink your oval tea. <laughs> uh, I just need a Dakota ring. I'm set. A Dakota ring? Yeah, if they gave me a Dakota ring. Anyway, uh, let's Doesn't get into the recap. North or South Dakota. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, so going right into the recap... Start off the the episode with a really creepy scene of the governor and his zombie daughter. Ooh, creepy. He's brushing her hair. Chunks are coming off. Yeah, <laughs> that was really disgusting. And then she starts throwing a fit and he bags her. Uh, so apparently zombies, you know, it's like if you turn an alligator onto its its back and rub <laughs> its belly. That's what brushing its hair does for a zombie. It just calms it down. Until you, Until t- you take rip out a scalp chunk and then it's all <laughs> over. Yeah, I the, this scene was really creepy to me because, I, well, of course, it's a creepy scenario, but the music behind yeah. it was really creepy. I mean, it was this nice, gentle piano music, but in yeah. the context, it was just so out of place that it made Plus it really Plus, the little details, like the fact he's burning incense, because you know <laughs> she's got to reek up a fucking storm. Oh, I'm sure. You I'm also sure. think that's like, that's so much reek, I don't think that like some patchouli or whatever would, would hide that if no. people are walking in. You know what I oh, mean? definitely not, yeah. Like, if, like people come in and out of the office all the time. You can't just uh-huh. burn it around it. This isn't pot. This isn't I, some yeah. Gin 13 that you're trying to hide from your parents, <laughs> man. You got a corpse. Yeah, it's cooking away to Georgia heat. <laughs> uh, you skipped over the. Uh, uh, I thought it was. I a, couldn't skip over anything. It's the first scene. No, it's not. The first scene is the dog running on the grass, and everything looked normal to the extent that oh, I thought for the first five okay. seconds, oh, cool, another flashback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was interesting. Uh, what's his face? The scientist walks around with his cup of tea or whatever he's got there. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's it's so normal that you're not even sure where you are. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you overhear a Merle and Brownie, uh, which apparently that's Merle can only give you a nickname based on the color of your hair. <laughs> Blondie, Brownie. I'm pretty sure he could give you one based on the color of your skin, too. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but it wouldn't be nearly as nice. Yeah. Well, that guy's a little brown. He, maybe that's... Yeah. I wasn't even th- going there. Maybe maybe Merle did. But Merle and Brownie are getting along great, and they're, they're betting... A pack of smokes and a brown thunder. Oh. I, I know what a pack of smokes are. Sure. I, sure. I know that's that's cigarettes, as the kids call them. Mm-hmm. Brown thunder? What the hell is that? I don't want to know. Is that like RC Cola? Like some kind of crazy stuff you only oh, get Oh, no, South? no. The brown thunder. <laughs> it's much worse than an RC Cola. Uh, RC Cola is bad, but brown thunder, wow. That's like a bare-ass fart right in the face. <laughs> If he wins, more lots to submit to that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing you do on kids' stomachs where you blow on it, except it's your ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, disgusting. Um, the survive- so they're wasting power to make ice, yeah. which, you know, I think I would. that's one of the underrated things that you'd miss about civilization. Oh, hell yeah, I'd miss The ability it. to cool beverages and your entire body in air conditioning. Yeah. I wouldn't Especially in Georgia. Oh, my God. Yeah. Definitely one ice. 
Um, and also, you, you skipped over the fabulous Michonne shoulder check of that schmo. <laughs> oh, yeah. She squared up and gave it right to him. Yeah, she didn't even budge. No, she's not going to give him a quarter turn out of politeness. Nope. Uh, anyway, so that's the first scene. Second scene, okay. yes. Then zombie creepy. daughter. Uh, ended up with a Michonne stare down. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, clearly she didn't see all that going on. Obviously not. I mean, right then and there, we were like, she can't see him. That's right. If they, according to the laws of physics, yeah, she cannot see he's him. He's in a dark room uh-huh. that's got like partially shaded, and she's outside in bright sunlight. That that yeah. is a reflective surface. So I'm very glad to see that they didn't play it as yeah. she saw him in that window, right? With the zombie dog. It's more like she was just casing his joint. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we go to Daryl, who's deciding to make a formula run. And Maggie decides to go with him. Yeah, he goes into badass, baby-saving second-command mode right off the bat. It's like, oh, Rick's catatonic? All right, I'm running this shit. He's first in command now. I'm running this shit until Rick, you know. Rick's got a bad case of the Nuckies. (laughs) Boardwalk Empire fans know what I'm talking about. Okay. We had dueling. I don't think I've seen that far into it. We had dueling um, bomb-blasted inner ears uh, on HBO. Oh, that's uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And I wasn't was, going to mention that till later when he fires the gun right next to his head. Well, <laughs> I think that's just how he he, he just got like ninety percent hearing loss from firing that giant magnum in, in, in the tank areas all the time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Anyway, uh, so do you remember ever hearing Glenn actually tell Maggie that he loves her before this? Yeah, when was that? That was in uh, last season. Did they? Did he actually say that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. That was like we we talked about that. I, I remember we made a big deal about him not saying it, but I didn't remember him actually saying it. No, why? So. Did you, would you say this is the first time? Oh, I was wondering if they were if they were preparing us for something bad by him oh, going going full on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Man, the, maybe not though. Thing is, is uh, maybe the writers wanted to kill her, but Daryl's character shield is so strong. Oh yeah, no he one can, can extend killed. it to envelop an, another person. Certainly, yeah. probably even the whole group. I'd imagine. Right. Yeah. You uh, don't even need a helmet on his motorcycle. That's how safe <laughs> you are. <laughs> so, next scene: while the governor toasts to the town's success, Michonne sneaks into his chambers and gets her weapon, and then discovers his journal, which has a a name in it, Penny, and a lot of check marks. You know, I actually found a high-res picture of the first page of that journal and um, did a little translation on Facebook today. It's interesting because he goes right, right from talking about exchanging emails with somebody to, like, planning this town. And you're talking hmm. about, like, and and it, you get some of his inner monologue. Um, yeah. You look at it on, on our Facebook site, facebook.com slash baldmove. He talks about how... You know, he hopes he's a good leader and how his leadership is a calming influence on his people and... You know, he's trying to plan for tomorrow and, you know, clearly upbeat. And then you had the list of all the people lost and then Penny. And then yeah. then uh, it uh, goes goes a little bit off the rails. So what do you think the marks mean? Obviously, they Dude. mean he's gone off the rails. So he's co- totally crazy. But I-, I thought for like a all work and no play make Jack a dull, dull boy, it was kind of boring. I mean, it's not cool. It's just kind of like pedestrian. So then I started thinking, well, maybe they're hash marks. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, maybe he's trying to mark how many times he's attempted to either revive or rehabilitate her. Oh, see, I was thinking it's how many days have passed without losing anybody. 
Because they make kind of a big deal about how they haven't had a walker attack or anything in so long. Right. I wonder if she was the last one to die. Surely then, not. How long do you think she's been? I mean, that's the other thing. How long? Oh, there were a lot dead? of marks on there. Yeah. There were pages and pages. It would have to be at least like a year, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So maybe I, not. I thought that was, you know, it's hard to beat, uh, what is the guy's name? Ray, Ray Fink. Ray Finkel. <laughs> From Ace Ventura? Yeah. yeah it's hard Ray to beat his, his notebook, you know, laces out <laughs> sure. just over and over and over again. Yep. But uh, I don't know. The hash marks of Doom just didn't do it for me. Huh. Okay. So not not worried about the governor's sanity there at all, are well, you? <laughs> clearly he's in Loon. I just think yeah. that that's a weird way to show it. Like, you know, sure. his obsessive cross-hatching. Yeah, and I wonder, did he do that all in the same day? Like, did he immediately sit down and just write all those marks? Or every day he comes back? Now, if he had gotten, like, a spirograph out <laughs> and done a journal up with that, <laughs> that would have been terrifying. Yeah, in uh, all assorted colors as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. So Michonne oh, goes. I want to shout out the uh, yeah. awesome camera work on the Rick uh, the the uh, Rick Rampage sequence. You kind of gloss, glossed mm-hmm. over that when he first entered the prison, and he did like, well, what's the opposite of a first person perspective? Like it's a tight lock on his face as he's you know killing zombies. Reverse first person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I yeah. don't know a, a backwards facing third person view of his <laughs> rampage. I, just I think it's really, just a shot of Rick. Is really yeah, yeah, but it was like in motion, and you could yeah, see yeah. him like he looked like he was trying to kill the camera guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was really cool. I liked it. There was a lot yeah, of and really killing good tons of zombies. A lot of really good camera work in this. In this episode, there was which, yeah, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, and I don't this this show. I don't you know it happens. It seems like it happens less frequently than others because yeah. the you know. I can think of Daryl, you know, watching a bar, uh, barn burn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really cool Single shot of walker him. in the field was cool. Yeah, that was really good and arty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And it still gets me. Like whenever you're like seeing characters in the foreground, like in the prison, and you see like just a lone way off in the background, blurry, mm-hmm. shambling walker, it's it's arresting. Yeah, the fact that they're just part of the landscape is pretty cool. So after Pichon discovers that oh, the governor's crazy... Can I ask you one other thing? Why sure. are they... Did they ever establish why they're celebrating? Is it like the one-year founding of the town? Is it... Uh, good question. through the See, winter? I just assume that the governor likes to celebrate all the time to remind the people how good of a job he's doing. But it sounds like that this safe. is something they've been, like, you know, building up to. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a monthly thing? It's maybe. The town jamboree? I, if they said it, I certainly didn't catch it. So Gotcha. All right. So now Michonne goes downstairs to kill the captive walkers. Um, did we skip the I'm governor? Sorry, did we skip the governor's dialogue with his guys? Governor's dialogue where, with his guys. Where the Poindexter is begging to him to put off ten days so he can finish his experiment. Um. Yeah. I mean, that happens right before Michonne goes downstairs. Like so, she's kind of in the in his chambers. Still. Do you, do you have any idea of what experiment they're running that was going to require an immense amount of power? Nope. I mean, are we? I would assume like zombie shock. Like, can we shock a zombie to death, or or, get or, their... or Frankenstein shit? I mean, they well, might be going all out. Later with this. on, when it looks like they're looking for two things, they're looking for aggressive biters, mm-hmm. and then the ones that are kind of like small and puny or unimpressive. Poindexter is like, well, there's something interesting in this one's eyes. Like, hmm. he's kind of like some kind of weird Nazi medical doctor looking for. You know, identical twins that do. He's, he's yeah. like looking for something particular and it, involving lots of power. Yeah, like a Frankenstein type scenario, maybe. Or, or if they're trying to 
revive them, you would think that the governor would be all excited about that. And well, clearly he's supporting that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, he he knows about it and he's supporting it, but he's not willing to postpone the festivities for it. So you got to think if this was something that could save his daughter, then he would probably be willing to postpone everything else for that's it. true yeah you're right so it can't i don't think it can be that kind of experiment okay but maybe frankenstein stuff bringing mm. uh, i don't know <laughs> it could be weird uh, i'm looking forward to fi- finding out what it is that's got we agree that's got to pay off right they oh yeah like if we get through the season and we're past the prison for example yeah and they never mention about these experiments i will be and then two seasons later they jenner comes back and says the experiment was <laughs> on rick walkie talkie yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what i'll say too yeah all right uh so yeah michonne goes downstairs and kills those walkers really cool scene um which one of those is your kill of the week because none of be those like, what nope none of those wow must be although i did like chopping the zombie just straight in half oh yeah that, that was, was awesome freaking awesome and it was almost good enough to make zombie kill of the i week. can't wait to see what the the best kill is though well, we'll see it's it's a personal taste i guess because right. a lot of people were saying that that was kill of the week but uh i'm a contrarian uh so <laughs> yes, yes you are so michonne gets captured like interrogated caught? detained i don't get it so she had to go willingly she right? obviously did yeah like so my theory on this um okay let's let's talk about the scene where the governor and shown kind of face off here um and he's trying to figure out what to do with her and she's totally unwilling to cooperate in any fashion and uh and mean I, mugs him the whole time and i will say i think Mich- i think the governor's got her pegged i think michonne was trying to force andrea's hand i think she's yeah. A lot of what she says to Andrea has got, like, a little full of shititis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make consistent sense. And in a way, she's trying to manipulate Andrea into leaving. Yeah. I mean, she certainly wants Andrea to go with her. Right. So and I guess and again, she's... like, forcing her hand by doing this because otherwise there's no point to it. Why would she do that and then surrender herself? Yeah. Oh. Well, the the thing that I was wondering is – is Michonne just not willing to kill a living human being? Because she won't kill the uh, guy with the bucket of blood, and she doesn't kill the governor here, even though she easily could have. Man, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I feel like Michonne would kill a survivor. You think no, so? No problem. I just, I mean, right. that's just I, my read of her demeanor. Yeah. So. Well, her demeanor has been pretty sour. Yeah, and she spared Andrea. And they got that Thelma and Louise thing going, so. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm judging her just entirely too harshly on the basis of her scowl i I don't know it's a pretty mean scowl it's impressive scowl although Uh, i I mentioned this on facebook the other night she showed just enough kind of like vulnerability in some of these sequences yeah especially with andrea i noticed for the first time how really pretty she is oh yeah like she's beautiful yeah when she's not got her face scrunched into the size of a Pinpoint. Well, she's still kind of cute. It's just like I was like almost like you know, whoa, like, you know, intimidated more than ara- you know. Yeah, she just needed an attitude change. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like the scene between the governor and Michonne because they're both reading each other very well here. Yeah, and, and I like how when Michonne basically gives away the fact that she doesn't know who Penny is, yes. she just saw the name that and that's it. Acting. Liam's eyes just like tell the story of what's going on in his head there well plus really solid when she says like penny he's broken yes like if yeah. she, she was able to press home that advantage she uh-huh. might have got somewhere but the second 
she he knows that she ain't got shit, he yeah. goes right back to governor mode. Because she thought that it was his oh, wife. Or, like she looked at that picture, or a lover, like a sure, first wife yeah. lover, yeah. But definitely not his daughter. Right. And he knows that now. So then he flips the tables on her again. Reminds me of uh, the scene in The Wire when uh, Bunk thinks he's got, uh, isn't it Cheese? That he's got him <laughs> confessing to killing somebody. And he's talking about his dog, how he had to shoot his dog. But he really is talking about his dog. <laughs> okay, yeah. And they call him in yeah. and like they're making fun of him. He's like, man, you guys are cold. Is <laughs> this his dog? Yeah. Uh misunderstandings over murder are hilarious <laughs> good stuff yep uh so yeah michonne puts the the sword to his throat can't kill him though why doesn't she kill him uh i don't know she wouldn't Probably. be able to get out no if she did. i don't think she would and, yeah. and plus andrea i mean i feel like the only thing restraining michonne is the fact that she wants andrea to bug out there with her yeah like if not she'd be like you know cut 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 out <laughs> go on a rampage yeah All right yeah, she's not going to put up with Merle's shit at the gate. Oh, hell no. <laughs> if she doesn't want Andrea. Uh, no offense, but I'm going to have to ask you to... Oh, God! That's how that would have gone. Yeah. It's like, well, now, you, other hand up. now you're a, you're a uh, uh, armless freak. Yes. You've got no arm. Uh, then the governor tells Andrea what Michonne did yeah. in in spectacular fashion. I mean, he, he says... He calls her into his office. He says, Michonne killed the captive biters. And right. Andrea goes, captive, captive what biters, now? what? And he's like, there's a good explanation I don't want to tell you. But also she pulled a sword on me. <laughs> yeah. What? And immediately changes the subject yeah, so right. that Andrea – and Andrea just goes along with it. Yeah. She's this, totally taken by this guy. This that's point. the one thing's odd about the governor. It's like he doesn't feel like the captive walkers are going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. Like he's like, it's, it's, it's a surprise. It's It's just weird that – that Andrea's allowing herself to be suckered that much. Yeah. Because there's clearly something wrong with him having captive biters. No, right. If you're going to pull a Homer Simpson... And she doesn't follow up. If you're going to pull a Homer Simpson and get your girlfriend slash wife slash significant other a bowling ball for her birthday, mm-hmm. at least have the good sense to not build it up all throughout the day. Like, oh, you're going to light this <laughs> presence just for you, baby. It's like, you know, I mean, come on. Uh-huh. It's like, wait till this big surprise. You're going to love it. I got great seats. Awesome. Uh, but Andrea takes the information about uh, what Michonne did and goes to Michonne and says, hey, uh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And Michonne says, we're getting out of here. We're leaving now. Uh, she's packing her stuff. They're on their way out. And some of the stuff she says, like, you know, this, again, you're on the anti-Andrea side. I'm still pro-Andrea. Andrea, she's like, we need to get out of here. And Andrea's like, you need to give me something to go on. And yeah. then she's like, you need to try to give it a chance. And Michonne's like, I tried to give it a chance. That's bullshit. Yeah. She has not tried to give this thing one chance at all. She's, she's shoulder checking people. <laughs> uh, she's, she's doing her CSI Georgia routine. Yeah, and, putting uh, fingers in bullet holes. Yeah, she's slicing uh, zombies up. She's holding governors at sword point. I mean, it, what she if this is, is trying? She is the most destructive force in this town at this point, right? <laughs> that we, Yeah, that... Yeah. That the people know of, anyway. She's causing the most chaos out of any of them. Sure. All so, right, I'll go, I'll who's the villain that. here? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The guy with heads on his wall? Right. Or the girl who's going around Just chopping people in back. half? Right. Yeah. We can see who the menace is. <laughs> uh, I didn't have much to say about those scenes. All right. Um, let's move on. Glenn goes into the prison to try to find Rick, but when he finds him, 
Rick's obviously insane and tries to attack Glenn. Well, nearly attacks him. So uh, my, that's my I, that's a huge problem I have in this episode is like the amount of crazy that they took Rick yeah. is something that you're not going to be able to just switch off. Yeah, and yeah. Now, did you get on the first viewing that Rick was just trying to get back to Lori's corpse? You mean before he showed up where Lori yeah, was? Yeah, like Seppenwall made it sound like no, and 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 that's what uh, I, I, I talked to several people, and they were all of the opinion that he went in there because you know Lori's like unfinished business, and he had to see her body, you know, and and also probably to make sure that because no one told him that hey yeah Carl shot her, you know that he's got to put her down like he was on a mission. And I can get behind him acting crazy, but turning on Glenn like he did, I feel like that's one inch past crazy, like too crazy. Yeah. Like you need to you you need to spend some time in some padded walls. You're the, not going to be able to get better by next week. The way that they shot that made him feel totally crazy. Right. Not just I need to see this body to believe it. Because he believed it immediately when he broke down crying and rolling around on the floor. Yeah. Uh, that shows me that he believed it. Sure, sure. So when he goes searching for the body, he's gone off the crazy. He's got the deep unhinged, cold blooded, like uh, Stallone from one of the Rambo's looks. You know, uh-huh. where he's just got like that dead eye, but he's going to snap at any moment. You just yeah. never know. Yeah, and um, he even did a little scream when he shot when he pulled the trigger. That's classic Stallone. <laughs> Okay, he's going full Rambo. Yeah, he yeah. went full Rambo, Rickbo. <laughs> Rickbo. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So especially, I really had a problem with it because the way that they led up to it, it didn't seem like they had a relationship at all. And he well, he had turned into this guy with no emotion, and this guy who was just doing things to survive. That and then all I of a sudden buy. switched back on to being. Super, yeah. That that part I can worried buy. about his like, wife. So, so, like, if you're, you know, you're you're having a troubled marriage, and then you get shot, and a zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> uh-huh. and then all you want to do is make sure your family's fine. You finally find them, mm-hmm. and then you go through tail end of season one, season two, all the bullshit with Shane. You get estranged, and the long hard Georgia winter comes. And then, you know, things have been tight, and you kind of reject her on the little chain link bridge, fence bridge. And Mm -hmm. that's like the low point, right? He's got zero emotional connection. Then a couple weeks go by, Herschel survives, you know, conditions are continuing to improve, the prison's looking like a place they could really live, and you're starting to let your emotional guard down. And you look across the field, and there's your wife, and you kind of smile at her. (laughs) Next thing you know, she's dead. Uh That... I, like I said, I buy the single-minded really? mission to get to her, to have yeah, some but sort do of you closure. Buy turning off on the Glenn, rails crazy. Turning on Glenn, no, no way, no fucking okay. way would he do that. Yeah, all right. Like that he. Well, he didn't kill him, so like, I think, he could have easily just killed I think him. If he was Rick thinking just, about it. I think if Glenn had kept hold on him and I'm like, no, Rick, you got to go. I think he would have. Yeah. Like he looked insane. Yeah. So I, I feel like they just took it a little good performance by LinkedIn. I just think yeah. that they took it a little too too uh, too far. All right, fair enough. Uh, we go back to Merle and the governor, and uh, what is the scientist's name? Poindexter. No, it's not. I don't give a shit. He's Poindexter. All right, well him. They're if he all... makes it out of the season. I don't know. What, <laughs> He's what... got duct tape, head to toe, man. 
There's no way he's getting bit. I feel like I should chudge. A, uh, I should chudge. I should chug a fifth of Southern Comfort on on air if he li- makes it through the season. Oh God! That's how confident you I heard am. it here first. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure who'd be the bigger loser, me or the audience, on that one. <laughs> I think we all lose. But no, I mean, I I, I, I care nothing about this guy. All right. Well, they're out there gathering walkers. For Doesn't it also seem like uh, Merle in the festivities has totally forgotten about his brother? Uh, yes. Like he was what all happened? really about get, finding his brother last episode, and now mm-hmm. he's kind of like all about wrestling with zombies and yeah, brownie pulling teeth out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you think this is another case where? Because um, they do, I'm sure they do this all in block shooting, where they just shoot everything that they need in the first location. They don't. They're not shooting episode one, episode two, episode yeah, three. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like this show shows evidence that they did block shooting, and then you know they had in mind that they wanted these sequences to go in a certain way. But then when they're editing, they're like, "Oh, let's reverse it and put this here and put that." We know that happens mm-hmm. in shows. You sure, know, yeah, all the time. Um, so I feel like maybe. Those scenes where he's asking the governor permission to go maybe should have happened this week, and these hmm. scenes should happen that week. But when they did the overall arc, they changed it, and that's why his tone seems off. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see um, them kind of uh, – Merle and Michonne saying that they want to go and Andrea saying she wants to go all at the same time. And kind of get this feeling in the governor's head that his – Empire is crumbling. Well, you know what? A little bit. Yeah, and but, and also that would have been a good re- way to keep Michonne and Andrea there, being like, "Hey, Merle wants to go too. You guys will be better off with him. He needs, but he wants to stay for the party." And I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like mm-hmm. that's another edge that the governor could have used, maybe. Although I don't think maybe. Michonne would have liked that. Uh, the the shot where they're walking up here or driving up or whatever is really cool. They've got this zombie windmill attractor sort of thing uh so it's like a solar powered thing that's spinning around making noise and uh movement yeah so the zombies will come over to it and fall into this pit they got all these yeah these all these tiger pits they dug around it really cool nets at the bottom good idea very good idea and i really like the shot that they that they took of these windmills kind of an upward angle right uh, pointing towards the sky there at first we're like are these really cool inefficient windmills known to man (laughs) and then we're like oh Uh i got it so pretty sweet uh maggie daryl are scavenging supplies at the abandoned daycare center Uh, i really thought there was going to be a zombie kid here i thought we'd get some sort of this Hint was a, of it. a very creepy episode. Like extremely. This is classic horror, man. Oh, this is good stuff. Yeah, like this uh you think of all the video games. Anytime you have to go into like a nursery or a school <laughs> or whatever uh, at night, it's just like you feel like something sh- bad shit's going to happen. Yeah. And I felt the same way here. But and just a possum. Eating a possum for dinner could qualify as bad shit, I imagine. <laughs> could. Uh, I really think they're doing this on purpose. I think they keep hitting this possible zombie baby oh, it's note. Brilliant. And one of these times, it's going to pay off. Well, not not. I wasn't going from that angle, but they they do the conventional scare tactics oh, where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, Maggie's going to back up into this doorway, uh-huh. and you expect to see a zombie. 
five, four out of five times, nothing. But at yeah. fifth time, they're going to have a zombie zombie lodge at, at her. And because you can't get used to the trope, you see the trope and like, well, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Oh, God, they did it. <laughs> yeah. It always gets me when they do. It's good. Yeah. That's, it's, good that's one thing. If you're going to have to get these scares, these jump scares going throughout all these seasons, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, rope a dope. I really like Daryl and his badass uh, Clint Eastwood poncho. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I can't imagine someone putting a poncho on in the middle of Georgia summer. Though. Yeah, man. It's badass. Yeah. I'm looking just like Dirty Harry or something. Yeah, that's true. Then, did we skip over the part where Glenn was digging the graves? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because uh, I feel like... So he was digging three, right? The guys come up to him. Uh, he's dug one and he's two more. And then... They, so there's a couple things here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're digging two graves are just going to be empty. Because they what? haven't, they don't have. I mean, I, I guess they're counting on finding Lori's body, but they don't have Carol's body. Yeah, I don't know why, why they're they... digging a three graves there, but they definitely are. I mean, if you assume that she's dead, fine, uh-huh. throw up a cross. But, but what are you going to bury? Why would you? Ba- yeah, why would you dig a man? They're burying her scarf, her head, <laughs> her, her head bandana. Covering. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they might. We also, it. I love the revelation that T Dog drove a church bus. To every old lady he could get to, uh-huh. uphill both ways and six feet of snow. It's like they really piled on what a good guy T-Dog was. Yeah. Well, they have to characterize him at some point, right? Even yeah. if he's already dead. Right. They have to make him a character. But this is a nice theme. This is one of the the central themes of The Walking Dead that, you know, I would trade any number of people for – I'd trade an, any number of people for any one of ours. Yeah, that's one of the things that comes back again and again and again in in The Walking Dead is that you know us versus them, and mm-hmm. also where does that us include? Like, you know, sometimes you wonder deep down: is Rick when he thinks of us, that's really just him, Laurie, Carl? Could be. And you know, he would sacrifice Maggie Glenn. I don't think Glenn thinks of it that way. Would he have gone as crazy if it was Beth who died? Shit, no. We've seen him <laughs> deal with other people dying, right? and he doesn't. He didn't go loony on them. So I think that's indicative of who he thinks is us. But I, he would absolutely sacrifice Glenn to save Carl. Yeah, and or any of those people. Yeah, and I don't. You're right. Do you think that they know that? Oh, do you think that would change the relationship if if they found out that like, oh, you know, Rick wouldn't do this just for anybody? That's a good question. Although he does, I think it would risk his own life. Many a yeah, times, but he's like, that's the difference. Like, it would screw Carl if he would die, mm-hmm. but that doesn't come into his moral calculus. But if it was Carl, if he had to kill someone to save Carl, absolutely would do it. Yeah. Like, I think he would do a Shane if he had to. Do a Shane? Yeah. Kill Otis? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think he would have done it in that circumstance. Sure, sure. But I'm saying that he would make something similar if, if yeah. he thought it was would save, some, save Carl. I'm with you. I agree there. Right. And I think... These people don't understand that. Right. And I wonder if over time they will come to understand oh, that. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, moving on. Andrea refuses to leave the city with Michonne. They get to the gate. Uh, Merle gives them a hassle. Uh, that seems like it was a – this was a test. The calls down and says let him go. Like Andrea – so how did – this came off like a test because, you know – She's like, well, let's just go down. If they let us out, then we'll stay. And if they don't let us out, we'll bust out. I mean, was that kind of the deal? I mean, it so- sounded like that was the deal. Well, I mean, she's she's testing the waters because if they don't let him out, 
then she'll find another way out. Yeah. She, she won't just go cutting people down, but she will get out. But Merle opening the doors and being like, free to go, that to Andrea seals the deal. Like, yeah. Well, they're legit. You're cra- you're you're crazy. You look crazy. And uh-huh. she does, right? Michonne comes off a little crazy here. In yes, from Andrea's perspective, certainly, because she hasn't seen any of the stuff that Michonne has seen. Any of even the small things that Michonne has seen. Right. So uh do you agree with Michonne's speculation that everything that happened in that city was for show? That the governor basically just made a big show of all of this to follow her back wherever she was going. Huh. Cause she says that. And I, I was like, hell Wait, no, I don't believe that that what, was all for sure. I didn't get that. What do you mean? They, this, they just want to find out where they would go because it's when he opens that, that door, they're just going to walk the earth. Like Kane, you know, Kane's tile. Well, when Merle opens that door and Michonne comes to the great realization that this was all for show. Yeah. And I can only assume by that that she means the governor wanted her to leave and he could follow her wherever she was going to maybe lead her back to more people. Because he knows about the the group with Rick, right? And that Andrea came from that group. Mm. So I wonder if he's hoping that she'll lead him back there. Hmm, maybe. To those people. Maybe. I mean... That's certainly what Michonne is thinking at this point, right? Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. But that... I, it seems like a pretty big revelation to have just because the door opens. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Anyway, uh, Daryl and Maggie come back with the formula, and Daryl feeds little baby ass kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Gives her a new name. <laughs> um, like I said, I I have a post on Facebook that uh, that's uh, that made my panties drop. Like, I mean, <laughs> even yours, huh? I'm telling you. You're normally resistant to Daryl's would, charms. Would not cost $50 million for Norman Reedus. 49 That's all discount. I'm saying. <laughs> I'd give him the hometown <laughs> discount or whatever. Um, what do you think of Carl here? Uh, With his listing of the names of everyone who's died ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That seems like a downer. But on the other hand, I guess it's showing respect. Lori's obviously the name he wanted to give it, right? Do you think that? I think that was I like so. it took him a while to come to that conclusion. Like it took him. Like I, it, it felt it, like one of those things that work. kids do where they try to trick you by mentioning the one that they want the most, the last. Oh, see, I thought it's like he was working himself up to saying his mom's name. Uh, or maybe that. Hmm. Uh, I just read it differently. All right. Um, I think it was ballsy of Daryl to name the baby ass kicker. Well, that's not that's not that's not sticking, <laughs> no, right? It's, certainly, it's not sticking. It's a temporary name, but okay. Still, that's she still, liked it, and like I he's super so. good at the super good with the uh, uh, less than a day old ladies. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, um. All right, moving on. Rick finds the room where Lori was, but there's no Lori. Not a stitch of Lori. None. Zero. Just a bloody smear on the ground. And the bullet casing. Instead, there's a zombie with a a full payload in his stomach. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rick basically just loses it again. Even more. Stabs this zombie in the gut a hundred times. Did this zombie eat Lori? Is that what we're to think? Yes, I okay. mean, it's, cl- it's obvious. Did it eat all of Lori? Apparently so. Bones, everything? I just... Apparently so. How? I don't know. Maybe... I, I don't... don't think I could eat 
a human femur if I was dead. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. No, I mean, I, I get you, man. I, I feel like, again, obviously we're led to believe that Lori was inside that guy, that zombie. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't, like, how would you eat a pelvis? How would you especially, eat a rib cage? Especially in the time frame we're talking about, right? Yeah. So I guess maybe a couple other walkers drug her off, and he was the he. You know, yeah, there you but go. But he was too fat and lazy to do it because he had found her first. Yeah. But I'm inventing a bunch of you know bullshit. <laughs> sure. But yeah, for her to be gone without a lick. Now, what was Nick? What was Rick's plan? It looked like he was originally wanting to cut that zombie open. Like that's how crazy so. he's like. I want to see Lori so bad. I'm gonna fish her jowls out of the pit of the zombie. There would be nothing. Do to you fish think? Out. Well, yeah, because you'd have to bite it in little bites. Yeah, you couldn't ears. recognize a face. No. But do you think – I thought maybe uh, he was, like, wanting to dig for a wedding ring or some kind of memento. Uh, yeah. It, this scene was definitely disturbing. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this whole episode, honestly, was pretty disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of crazy shit that happened in here. Right, right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what was going through his head, honestly. When he freaked out and started stabbing in the stomach, I didn't see that coming because – no idea. Mm-hmm. Rick's just a lunatic now. Okay. Um, uh, once again, total hearing destruction from that gunshot. Uh, I'm surprised Rick could even hear that phone ringing. Well, you know what? It wasn't the phone ringing. It was his ears. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> I just don't get it. Everything that happened to Rick in this episode is a complete mystery to me. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. Do you like it, though? I thought it was well acted, well shot, but I still don't get it. Yeah? No, I... I, my, I just don't... I would not have written that. How about that? Okay, my only problem with it is him turning on Glenn. Okay. I... I, I the rest of the episode gets the Aaron seal of approval. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> then we will move on to... Glenn Mazzara is somewhere going, yes! Pumping his fist. <laughs> yeah. Finally made Finally one the fuckers like. Yeah! <laughs> Been waiting for that seal for ages. <laughs> we thought we had it with season two, mm-hmm. especially there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we move on to the zombie gladiator scene, which is basically a bunch of zombies in a circle, uh, like lions, and Merle in the middle kicking some dude's ass. Yeah, Brownie. Brownie's ass. Oh, all right. Kicking Brownie's ass from hell to breakfast. I am glad to know that there will still be Leonard Skinner in the apocalypse. <laughs> right. That is That is good. Are you kidding? Anywhere in the Georgia... <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, Mississippi Triangle. Yeah. Skinnerd will never die. Of course not. Uh, best seats in the house apparently are the top row nosebleed section seats. I guess, yeah. I'm going to have to start telling people that. Maybe to... maybe the governor just wants to give the best seats to his his followers. Ah, uh, he's a man of the people. Yeah. Plus, there's not a bad, to be fair, not a bad seat in that house. It's true. It's a very small arena. Yeah. <laughs> Getting smaller by the minute as they unleash the zombies. So, okay. This is a scene straight out of the comics. Yep. I will say that the governor actually puts forth a decent justification for this insanity. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it is all for show. It's And you saw several well, points there was a glorified, yeah. like, wrestling match. I was going to say, and this is the WWF and the zombie apocalypse. Right, and the zombies didn't have teeth. They probably removed their fingernails. And it probably is good for people that, like, you know, you're... You're shitting your pants about The Walking Dead. Well, every Friday night, we're going to chain them up and slap them around and have two guys fight in the middle. And these are our champions. These are our protectors. Yeah. It's probably, you know, it it's probably good 
and the fucked up post-apocalyptic zombie psychology to do something like this for survivors. Mm-hmm. And he comes Maybe. off as non-crazy. And I also thought when I was typing my notes, it's like, you know, one of the reasons Merle probably is not acting so fucking crazy is he's got an outlet for his violent aggression. Like he's got these maniacs that work for him, right? Yeah. And if he just had him sit on that wall and do nothing all day, but being able to cap zombies and mm. go out and hunt them and torment them and beat the shit out of each other uh, after you get li- liquored up and drink your ice down whiskey, mm. that's what these guys live for. And that's how – I mean otherwise they'd be uncontrollable. I, I agree. Yeah. So – It keeps everyone at bay. On the other hand, does he really not know how this looks to an outsider? He really <laughs> thought this would be the good ideas to just spring this on somebody? Eh, maybe not. Especially after she just said, whoa, what, captive biters? Yeah. That's when she thought you had a good reason for them. Mm-hmm. Now they're just, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. He just seems a little out of touch there. Maybe maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's well, the point. Well, it's, it's all staged, you know. Yeah. None of this is real, so right. it doesn't matter. Do you think the townsfolks know that? Uh, I would assume so. Or suspect it, yeah. Yeah, because once somebody gets pushed into one of those zombies, yeah, how are they not dead? Well, I mean, they seem like the guys made a show of like, oh, you know, and it was clearly uh-huh. a show. Yeah. Of like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, Merle was smiling the whole time he was getting choked out. Right. So it's definitely Now, a show. one thing I want to say is do you, do you think that this guy is in trouble? Because at the end, like, Mar- Mar- Merle whooped him. Yeah. And he's lying on the ground. He's like, get on your feet, you know, and the guy, like, was totally unresponsive. So Merle's like, whatever. I wonder what do you, what would you think if this opened up with him being disposed of next episode and the governor like damn Interesting. it Merle. yeah you can't be fucking killed it's supposed to be a show you you got to keep well you you, you, just you killed would you one like of that our best guys. You, you think that's a poss- you think that's on the table I think that'd be cool yeah and it would put a not so innocent twist on this whole thing as innocent as zombie gladiator can be okay All right. uh, I do know that Andrea is now wishing she had gone with Michonne. <laughs> I yeah. gotta say. You think so? Because oh, you, you yeah. don't think any of that resonated with her? I think it did a little bit, but she's still... It's starting to sink in. Yeah. All it right. has to be. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, final scene. Rick gets a phone call. We don't know who it's from. We don't know how he heard it. <laughs> but he got it. And he, it snaps him out of his stupor. And he goes to answer it. Yeah. That's, and he does his best Keanu Reeves impression. <laughs> right. Hello? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, did, we, did you mention Daryl visiting Gar- Carol's grave with the Cherokee Rose? No, I didn't. Man, what kind of half-assed note did you take? I this missed week? all the graves. Well, I yeah, went off. you basically said you, you, you clearly I can't deal with graves. You man. clearly, yeah, you need to skip the grave stuff. Uh, no, I went off of IMDb's outline this week and they oh, don't mention cheater. it at all cheater normally i make my own outline but this week yeah I well i did it. i made you do the feedback on pretty last I had, minute. yeah and i had a lot of shit to do today yeah so. I, had, I had a last minute appointment so thank you for stepping in on that you no still gotta fuck or so don't make me read it i am he my voice will be gone yeah i tell you what though if there's anything in here that's not on the up and up if you've got me <laughs> reading some Horribly offensive stuff, and the guys that sent from a listener. I'm, that's that's dirty pool. There's game. four hours of it too. I'm just going home after <sighs> oh, the recap. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you can finish it up. So you, you didn't edit any of the forty pages we usually get. No, none of them. All right, fair enough. Enjoy your 280 meg podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Who do you think the phone calls from? I can't speculate on the grounds that it may spoil the shit out of things. I think it's I will talk from- at length in the spoiler section, though. 
I think the phone call is from Morgan. It's him <laughs> returning all those voicemails. But the prison's an unlisted number. How would he do that? I don't know. It's either him or Jenner, one of the two. Jenner's got something else to tell Rick. All right. I made a mistake. They're not all infected. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I don't know who's on that phone, honestly. I never read that far into the comic book. Gotcha. So, couldn't tell you. All right. Uh, zombie Kill of the Week goes to... Drumroll, please. Rick for the hatchet to the head. Did you see that hatchet kill? Split him right down the middle? Yeah. It was I, disgusting. I'm surprised the full body bisection didn't get zombie kill, though. Honestly, Jim, I think. I like it, but, man, I don't know that a katana could really do that. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of... <laughs> a hatchet. Stuff, the hatchet felt like it had weight to it, you know? Yeah. Like, he put it square into that guy's head. Yeah, like, you you split a log. Yeah. It's hard to split a log. Right, but you but I would imagine it's easier to split a head than a log, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, once you get through the skull, you're good. All right, gotcha. So I think I think that was a pretty realistic uh, depiction of what it would be like to smash a hatchet into someone's head. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Idiot Survivor of the Week. I'm going to give it to Andrea for still believing the governor's lies and for being such a pushover because when he says captive biters, there's a good reason I don't want to talk about it. She doesn't even question it. She needs to start questioning things a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like here's where you'd start, but I, I still feel like you're going to want to be in denial because that's the thing is I I totally bought Andrea's thing of like this is what we wanted. We've mm-hmm. been talking about this. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, this is what we've been looking forward to. Now we found it, and all you want to do is scowl and act suspicious. So I feel like yeah. there would be a moment. I mean, clearly all this is disturbing, but I don't know if I'm being honest. Um, if I would be like, oh, yeah, governor's evil, I'm getting out of here. It'd be hard to turn your back on it. Right, because, again, the town seemed like they were having a good time, and, like, uh, you know, clearly she's gotten to know some of these people, so they're not all bloodthirsty. Mm -hmm. Um, Poindexter sure didn't like it, though. I don't know if she noticed that, but... Well, he didn't like it because it was interrupting his experiment. He doesn't... I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he likes the more bloodthirsty Also, what's up with his duck tape sleeves? Yeah, man. That's so you zombie don't protection. Need, you don't need a zombie, sh- uh, uh, like a shark suit. You can just get by with the roll of duct tape in the duct zombie Duct tape apocalypse. is surprisingly strong. I agree. I don't think Mythbusters I could, built a boat out of it, man. I don't think I could. I gr- granted, I don't think I could bite through it. Yeah. But these zombies seem like they're superhumanly biters. Yeah, they're pretty strong. They can rip your neck out in one shot. Uh, I feel like maybe I don't know. It's just weird. He had duct tape sleeves. Yeah. And clearly, like, trusted them enough to put a his, his uh, elbow in a zombie's mouth with it. It's the power of science. The guy <laughs> believes in his science. All right. He probably did the calculations. All right. This many layers, no zombie teeth. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe maybe they pulled the teeth out of that one already. <laughs> There's that possibility. Yeah, they're just playing a joke on Poindexter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did forget to mention we were talking about... Uh, Andrea Michonne getting ready to leave the city, how well acted that scene was. Because, like you said, uh, Andrea kind of makes a plea to her, like, this is what we were looking for. And you can see Michonne almost crack, almost give in there. And she realizes it. She's like, yeah, I used to be a totally different person. Uh Now I've turned into this. Yeah. So I I like that. Yeah. There's a lot of nice moments in this episode. Yeah. That's it for the recap. You want to do the feedback? 
Um, yes, I do. First, uh, I skipped one last week. Actually, I kicked it to the spoiler section. I want to uh, um, come back to it from Brian of the Rosa. Uh, he says, what intrigued me about the show from the beginning is it seemed as though the writers gave the walkers the ability to run a, de- a decent pace after humans. Hmm. Past few episodes, and especially the last episode of season two, the zombies seem to go after humans at a slow, leisurely pace and not at the fast pace they used to go after humans in the first couple seasons. Uh, he wonders if we had noticed this or if he's the only one. Uh, I want to say that one of the things that attracted me, because I was never a big zombie fan. Um, in fact, I was kind of a horror movie pussy when I first started this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that attracted me in The Walking Dead was the sense that the writers really had some concrete rules of this universe. And I remember, yeah. remember when, we, when we were first going to start doing this from season one, we called it Zombie Drill. Yep. And we, you know, we, we record a few episodes that never got released and a couple of reviews of zombie movies. But one of the things we read before the show was released is they, we read the like zombie Bible yeah. and they had several things like, you know, zombies are like lions. If they've been freshly fed, you can get past them. And you know, that they, that the writers abhor fast zombies. So I was actually shocked when I saw some of the zombies, you know, managing a, a shambling run in like the first season, and and like when they're chasing Shane and uh, Otis through the gym. Yeah, I I find somehow the slow zombies more faithful to the comic, and I find that this the the slower, um, more kind of dead eyed the zombies are, the creepier they are. Yeah. I also am not a fan of the. <laughs> I wish they do just do the moan. I think mm. that would be creepier. Yeah. Um. So. I'm with you. You're a zombie purist. Yeah, so I, I, I like it. Um, I find it more dreadful that they're more shambling. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really noticed what he's talking about because I never saw a consistency in the show. It'd be interesting to go back through that Bible and read to see, mm-hmm. you know, because I I've, I thought it was interesting that, like, you know, the whole zombies equal lions. And that was – you saw a little bit of that with Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, that zombie was so fat – that it really didn't – it's like it was almost drunk on human flesh. It couldn't yeah. – it didn't really have an interest in fighting him. I'm just, surprised he could get in that state just eating Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's true. If he packed her whole skeleton <laughs> yeah. in there. Sure. Um, but enough. no, I mean I, I, I thought that was – I actually kind of got a little excited. I'm like, oh, wow, they haven't totally forgotten. Hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting and, and um, yeah, so that's my thought on that. I'll switch to that's the only feedback that I actually harvested. Um, where am I at here? Oh, wow. oh, and me doing the feedback this week means no Facebook feedback. Oh, yeah. So I think Facebook people get adequate only. adequate response. And yeah, stuff. they get attention. So do the Twitter people. Uh, so Dave M says, I'm guessing the AMC must be getting tons of why the fuck are you letting Chris Hardwick ruin all the new episodes of Walking Dead during the commercial breaks because they got out of the way super early this episode. Even still, he sucks and his stupidity is infuriating and insulting to the vast intelligence <laughs> oh. of viewers like myself and you guys a bald move. Hmm. I don't think the campaign against the Talking Dead's host would be out of line. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Chris Hardwick's got his uh, defenders because they left us one-star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying, you know, we suck and Chris Hardwick rules. So. Look, I never said anything bad about Chris Hardwick. He just yelled at the screen a lot. Yeah, that's I think all. it's obje- – that's a problem I've got. Like, that's objectively bad. Yeah. When you come out of a down-tempo, emotional mm-hmm. scene with 
Hey, Maggie just sliced up Lori's belly. <laughs> Slice the belly. Hashtag on Twitter. I mean, like, that's just – come on now. And, and I even said in our last episode, he doesn't know where his promos are going. No. So it's not like he's doing it on purpose. No, and I think – I actually – people said that he's gotten feedback that that's annoying and he's he toned it down. He has toned it down a lot. Way down. Yeah. So, I mean – He's specifically talking about ruining the episode by spoiling it with hashtags. Hmm. Like Lori's in labor or whatever, right? I don't know. Well, you've got the email there in front of you, don't you? Uh, I, that's, <laughs> I don't think this is this email, but oh, all right. no, I, I don't got nothing. I have, I got nothing. I got nothing against Chris Hardwick. Yeah, um, same here. You know, I don't. But want, that David Chin bastard. That David Chin bastard. <laughs> Uh, no, I, 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 I enjoy some of his nerdist work. I don't enjoy it all, but you know, when he's got a good guest, he, he delivers the good. So, yeah. and, uh, I wish I had his job, honestly. Sure. We would fucking rule the talking dead. I would be terrible at stand up comedy though. No, I couldn't do stand up <laughs> comedy, but we do a good job on talking dead. And man, when, if we got like, it, I would love is like be a nationally televised. No, we'd get kicked like off Frost the air immediately. Nixon. I know. No, dude, ratings would be through the roof. You're you don't right. think people right. would love to see like an adversarial take on some of that stuff? That one week while we could get guests, <laughs> yes, it would be through the roof. Then it would just be in, well, this would be us talking like the way God <laughs> intended. So fuck yeah. those people. We don't need Dave Navarro or whatever the hell his name is. You know how they occasionally, Kevin Smith? How they occasionally have those like busts of the people who have died out in the series? Yeah. Like they had T-Dog 1 and they had uh, Sophia coming out of the door there. We, oh, we, we could get a bust of Glenn Mazzara and just ridicule it <laughs> the entire time. No, we need guests. We get, our, uh, we, get our, uh, we get the viewers. Screw celebrities, man. Oh, yeah. Get Dave M and the captain and everybody else on here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway. Uh, he said it was good to see the governor's daughter appear. Um, I got to watch this because I'm not sure how well you did. I'm going to terribly. I'm going to avoid because you, you, you liberally sprinkled some spoiler feedback through here. I actually put extra spoilers in. Uh, anyway, that's, that's Dave. Uh, and, uh, what's that? No, no, I want to skip that too. Cause it's spoilery. Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia B has some, um, explosive political takes on this week's episode. Okay. Says, like Mitt Romney, who seated women to his opponent, The Walking Dead has seated women viewers to The Good Wife. Uh, right. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, have you seen The Good Wife? No. I guess it's women viewers, so she's not really talking to us. No. Ladies, listen up. Cynthia wants to say something. The show caters to all the fanboys who have hate, uh, that love to hate uh, them some girls. Evidence, you ask? Look at how people hate on Carol. She's whiny, needy, etc. Now look at Lori. They wrote her in a way that fanboys were preordained to hate. She's a tramp who p- pays with her life. She's pushy and opinionated the group, and th- both of the women commit the ultimate sin. They're bad mothers who don't watch out for their children. Uh, I'm not sure you're really assembling a battery of evidence that we're not supposed to not... I mean... No, no, no. That's what she's saying. She's saying they're designed to be hated. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I don't think the writers would cop to it, but I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also... Uh, uh, as Kanye West would say, hate black people. <laughs> they didn't give T-Dog more than two sentences to speak at a time. They kill him off. So the new black guy whose name I haven't bothered to learn since they won't give him much to do either, better not get used to the paycheck. As soon as or if they bring back Morgan Jones from season one, the new black guy will be out of there. As for Michonne, they don't do much with her either. It's tiresome to just see her sulk around all scowly. Since she's a twofer, female and black, I don't have high expectations for what they do with her character. Oh, boy. Wow. The Walking Dead kryptonite, a black female character. <laughs> right. They have no idea what to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but then I, how can you be whiny without any lines? That's true. <laughs> she'll ha- she'll have like a Wiley Coyote title cards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, no, I have I have high hopes for Michonne. There'll be yeah. a lot of nerd outrage if they can't figure out something to do with her character. As far as we know, she just walked off the show though. Mm. She walked out that gate. She could be gone yeah, forever. Well, you're right. We'll never see her again. Probably not. But uh, I have a hard time arguing with you there. I, I've we've we've spilt a lot of uh, digital bits talking about uh, how unhappy we are with the way they handle the female characters. Even Andrea, who I kind of am currently still enjoying. I started enjoying her about the midway through season two. She took a rough road. I mean, almost killing Daryl and just kind of, you know, yeah. Hitching up to the Shane wagon and now the governor wagon. They're baiting us. They're wanting us to go back to hating her. Yeah. I don't know. Don't do it. I don't know. It's not that hard. Like, isn't it justified we always praise for having good female characters? Yes. Like, you never – you I, I at least never feel like that uh, Raylan's girlfriend slash ex-wife is a bitch. Yeah. Most of his girlfriends, like, eat, you know, Ava is solid gold. I mean, they really know how to do girls right. Agreed. Uh, that sounded a lot dirtier than I meant it to be. Uh, Michael M says, "Hey guys, I like this episode of Walking Dead. I'm giving it eight out of ten. I have one take. The slashes in the governor's notebook and Rick hearing the phone ring and baby crying are the same thing. Mm. Evidence of two leaders separate but equally powerful insanity. Ooh, nice. The story has positioned them for a confrontation. They are fairly equal leaders in leadership ability, strength, ingenu- ingenuity, and now insanity." <laughs> That's not a bad take. I gotta say, the governor contains his a lot better. <laughs> well, he's he able to put up a better front. Rick for doesn't sure. have the uh, head full of, or the tank full of heads that he can chill out mm, to at night. Yeah. So, True. Uh, Django says, "Shouldn't the FX team emphasize more that these walking corpses should smell like the most horrific shit ever? <laughs> Everyone gets within inches of something that would smell worse than roadkill without the slightest discomfort." Mm, yeah. I, mean, I will his say this can't smell very good. So I coincidentally have family down one of my branches in Mobile, Alabama, and they own a dairy farm. Mm-hmm. And back in the summers of my youth, my family would take me down there for like a week or two at a time to stay there and visit. Mm-hmm. And the first day, I was like, oh, my God, I can't get away from the cow shit. It's in my mouth. It's up my <laughs> nose. My hair smells like it. Day three or four, couldn't even smell it. Wow. It's like you – I think you adapt to some of that stuff. Maybe that's why no one notices the governor's daughter. They're surrounded by stinking walker bodies all the time. Could be. Uh, Rachel S. says, I'm sure I'm not the first to point this out, but the ringing phone has a – Oh, Jim, you're trying to fuck me. <laughs> Am I? You're trying to fuck me. I'm go- driving you try through – to fuck him like what? <laughs> I'm driving through a spoiler minefield. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's try this. So we're going to skip down a bit, Rachel. Uh, they dug three graves. T-Dog, who gets uh, fleshed out ha, as a character after he dies. Quote-unquote Lori and Carol? What the fuck is going on with Carol? I'm having a hard time believing that her scarf is justifiable evidence to support that she's dead. And if she's alive, she goes right back to their cell block camp to meet back up. No way she leaves the grounds. She can't be lost or kidnapped. It seems like unnecessary drama suspense in light of everything else going on. Totally, totally agree. I feel like this is pretty weak sauce. Like I, no yeah, one, the, the no Carol one buys thing. that Carol's dead. No, nobody. And I get that the survivors would because I, I beg to differ, Rachel. If I'm in a zombie apocalypse and there's like a blood-stained, half-eaten corpse and a scrap of clothes, I'm probably yeah. going to assume that she died. Yep. Especially when apparently zombies have this miraculous Hoover ability to just but my problem inhale with it, a survivor's body. My problem with it is that. 
they have not learned a goddamn thing from Andrew. Yeah. Nothing. They think, oh, Andrew's dead. He comes back and he fucks with him and he gets right. everybody so killed. So Carol's going to fuck with him now. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they didn't learn that if you don't see them die, they're not dead. Mm. Like they saw T-Dog. All right, he's dead. But they learned nothing from Andrew. Nothing. All right. All right. Uh, Michael J says, it's nice to see Glenn finally getting some face time. I feel Glenn's character has been swept under the rug to make room for a lot of BS from season two. He was reduced to nothing more than an awkward boyish crush or merely an extra pair of hands when a task needed to be done. Don't forget Walker Bait. <laughs> yeah. One of the most valuable memory crew, Walker Bait. This season we've seen him, uh, his kick-ass zombie killing skills, although I doubt he'll ever reach Daryl badass status. Well, and who can? No one. Especially now that he's rocking babies to sleep in one arm and slicing yeah. them with the other. All while wearing a poncho. While he's cooking a, uh, a, a possum with his foot. <laughs> Uh, there's no way you can do that. Uh, in rewatching season one, I love the way Glenn's character was introduced. A la voice in the tank guy calling out Rick for being a dumbass. In Guts, <laughs> Glenn's demonstrated his leadership and strategical skills as he helped the original group escape. Back then, Glenn had an edge to him that was lost sometime after the department store. Uh, in past seasons, I would have liked to seen Rick or the others refer to Glenn more in a strategic sense, cementing him as a crucial brains of the group. I fear the neglect in Glenn's character development makes him more expendable to the writers. I hope they do more with Glenn in the future. Uh, our thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think they've... They, Glenn certainly didn't blossom into the brains of the group like we thought he was going to. Yeah. Back in season one, we were thinking, oh, this guy's got some serious uh, planning skills, mm -hmm. some serious strategic skills. We don't see any of that now. No. They haven't shown it to us. I will say that I agree that Glenn's one of the characters that I give a shit about. Like, there's yeah. not many. I've got, mm -hmm. like, a handful now. Maggie, Glenn, Rick, Carl, Herschel. Daryl. Daryl. Um, Andrea. But yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of other characters. I mean, Michonne, I want to, but basically based on reputation, reputation at this point. I, I yeah. need her to show me some more in the next few episodes. But... Uh, yeah, so I, Glenn, I'm big, big, huge fan of Glenn. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think you have to worry about him. Yeah. You know, I think his character shields are strong as well. All right. Uh, Thomas G says, I know you guys heavily criticized Rick for his reaction to Lori's death while celebrating her death proper. Just want to offer a few tidbits on that. I think with all the strife between Rick and Lori, there are still some good things that could, they could have explored between their characters, but the writers killed her off early because they didn't know where to go with her. And I vast prefer her being killed off to them just, you know, yeah. riffing with yeah. the Lori instrument. I did not want to see any more riffing. Yeah, that was like a riff on a bagpipe. Um, he offers the following uh, analysis on Andrew Lincoln. Rick does love Lori, but it's buried so deeply behind all the pain of the last nine or ten months that he doesn't even know how to be begin to address it. Not anymore. His anguish is, surface. is genuine because it's a shocking realization that he will never be able to resolve the issues between he and L Lori. Even in the zombie apocalypse, Rick, like so many people, feel uh, fell victim to the belief that there was always enough time. How much the way... A family member who loses a loved one while they are in their argument agonizes over what was left unsaid. It's easier to tell Carol that there's going to be a death and there's no more time for kid stuff than it is to actually believe it yourself. Nice. Um, he also completely agrees that Rick was not there for Carl when his son needed him most. While it may not be what we think Rick should do, it's going to make for an interesting dynamic with Carl going forward. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I th now will they take it there? Yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, I'm going to be really irritated that some, everyone assumes Carol is dead and, and uh, ever, no one is going to look for her. One abandoned do-rag is not a dead survivor made. <laughs> Uh, I agree. He goes, did yeah. we waste all of our willingness to look for people on Sophia last season? <laughs> um, oh, did you notice that, that Daryl uh, lingered on the handprint that said Sophie? Oh, is that what he was looking that at? That was a nice little callback. I like. Yeah, that. I didn't pick that, that Damn one Damn that low-def TV. I know, man. Uh, on a lighter note, I'm also glad to see that Andrew and Michonne split the sheets. What? Split the sheets? Yeah. This is what oh, I hoped for in previous DVD deleted scenes. Hopefully Michonne will swiftly find her way to the prison. It's nice to see her have a smile on her face, even if it was only generated by a game of whack-a-mole with the zombies, which was awesome. All right. Hugs and, kitch- hugs and kisses from uh, Fletch here. Thomas G. <laughs> uh, right. Lori C. says, I was rehashing the latest episode of Walking Dead. Say the word over and over my head. It was so twisted. Yeah. I was pondering if the writers will have Carol turn into a zombie, and then Daryl will have to put her down. Ooh. That'd be so cruel and perverse. But then I started thinking that it'd be awesome if Daryl hooks up with Michonne. What do you think? The combination of badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If they were to have a child, that child would be – they would have to name it Ass Kicker. Yes. <laughs> they would have to. They should have an army of light brown ass-kicking babies. <laughs> that would be awesome. Repopulate the earth from their yeah. their their genetic stock. You could do a lot worse than an Adam and Eve. Hell, pair. yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to – there's some people – I want to get your mind prepared for the fact that we have megawatt spoilers in the spoiler oh, section. Yeah. Some people, I feel like they get like panic at the last minute, and they're like, "Oh God, what do I do? What do I do? I keep listening." Just you know, we're still a couple minutes from there. Mm-hmm. Just put in your mind that we've got we've got the good stuff. We've got the Kush spoilers coming up, and if they're right, you're going to have the whole fucking episode next week spoiled. So if you want that on your conscience, keep listening after spoiler music. If not, bail. All right. I'm trying to warn you as best as I can. I'm bailing. So uh, you you're probably ba- should be me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kelly J says, Andrew makes me crazy. Last season she was all, I have to be on top of the RV defending this farm. Uh, not slicing. I couldn't keep it up. Not slicing kitchen cucumbers with you women folk because I'm too badass to do domestic chores. And by defending the farm, she, of course, means shooting Daryl. Now, this season, she suddenly wants to live a life of domestic bliss in Woodbury, like zombie apocalypse? What zombie apocalypse? Michonne, you're so dramatic. What's with your samurai sword and scowling? They have ice here. Ice! Hey, Kelly, you can't overestimate the appeal of ice. Hey, I'm not. I might I might flip my script a little bit when when someone gives me a, a, a ice-cool glass of mint julep or whatever the hell they're drinking. You know what I think made her change her mind? The eight months of hard Georgia winter. Uh, and I say that in jest, but I think that's what did it. I mean, she was out there for eight months right. starving and scrounging, and now she comes along this utopia. It is. I mean, she – That's she, where people – I don't she think people leave? give it enough credit that this is a fucking utopia. Even yeah. with the zombie – This is an oasis. Even with the WWZ fights <laughs> going on on Fridays, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's still pretty so, good. Yeah, that eight months couldn't have been easy for no. her. I mean, we saw the shape she was in when they found her. Yeah. So. She had to, what she said, she had to, what did you think she said at first? I don't remember. Uh, moving on. Tom yeah. P. Big question is who's on the phone? Is it Morgan returning his CB voicemails? Oh, say, when she got drunk? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Or had the <laughs> I needed wine. Whatever. I needed wine. That's it. <laughs> Uh, it's very creepy how the Woodbury scenes almost make you forget what the outside looks like. 
Indeed. Yeah. That yeah. dog, that little girl chasing the dog across the yard and the manicured lawn, I, I thought it was a total flashback scene. Tyler W. says, I'm not sure what to make of this episode, or make, the, make of Rick. He went from sobbing and rolling on the ground to tear assing with the axe pretty quick. But what bothers me is the whole fugue state trance he entered. When Glenn came in to check him, his reaction was pretty what-the-fuck-worthy. Uh, I'm right there with you. Um, but to the point of not... He goes, I understand, but to the point of not speaking to Glenn and fact-reacting violently, it just doesn't sit right with me. The only thing I can think of is that maybe the writers are trying to make some allusion to one of this season's overarching themes, which he feels is the loss of humanity. Hmm. The governor still, still seems to still think there's humanity left in his daughter. I can only assume that his experiment, his science dweeb is working on, is some type of cure for the virus. Meanwhile, Rick is losing his humanity as a result of what's happened to this point. You know, um, capped off with Lori's death, turning him into a zombie that doesn't talk, is incapable of reason, responds only with violence. You know, Seppenwall made that point, too, that oh, yeah? his groaning and grunting and, and dead-eyed effect, the only difference between him and zombies was he's using tools at this uh, point. I thought that was pretty solid. Sure. Anyway, um, let's see. Jorge says, hey, fellas, guess what? It's Andrew calling Rick saying, I'm not dead yet, bitches. I still got seven more lives and a shit ton of dead deer. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's back next episode. Also, have you guys seen the webisodes, and will you ever cover them if you have? Uh, I saw the ones they did between seasons one and two. I saw a few of them. They were pretty cool. I don't think we're ever going to sit down and cover them, though. I, I doubt it. Now, if they, mm-hmm. I tell you what, if they do some new ones, that would be a cool off-season thing to cover. Like, do a yeah. 50, do a fifty-minute surprise cast. Yeah, a bonsai. Just cast. covering an entire series of the web comics mm-hmm. or the the webisodes for each individual one that comes out. Just do like a hey, fifty minutes. We're, we're spinning up the walking, the Watching Dead. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't think they're doing them anymore, though. That's a shame. The first ones were good. Emma says, was I the only one who's confused about the distended belly zombie? No, you weren't. I didn't understand why Rick went postal on it, but on the Talking Dead, Greg N. said that it ate Lori. Are we supposed to infer the zombie ate Oliver, including bones and his love of puddle yeah. of blood? Yes, that's literally what we're supposed to infer. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. All right. Uh, Sully says, biggest issue I have is once Michonne takes a sword from the governor and puts it to his neck, either he has to kill her or she has to kill him. His vague but sinister character development paints him as a power-mad psycho, so no way can he back down. And he said that as much. He's like, look, we're going to keep this between ourselves because I can't get it out that you're defying me. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is all a calculated gamble to get Andrea and what he wants, which looks like it worked out. So I assumed all along they let Andrea and Michonne go to, to hunt them down and kill them, so I guess well, that's still on the table. Um, so he thinks they're going to hunt them down and kill them. All right? Hmm. Okay. Issue number two is why can't Michonne tell Andrea that, A, she sees evidence of the fight between the army and the governor? Do you think that she did? We didn't Just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. She certainly saw what we know was evidence of it, but the governor explained it away like he always does yeah. well enough to where she could doubt it. But more importantly, B, that she read the governor's shining-type journal indicating he's lost his mind. Wouldn't yeah. that be a better way to convince Andrea to leave rather than cryptically saying this place isn't what it seems? Although, if I come up to you and I say, look, dude, your best friend has got a journal full of just check marks, just full of check marks, do you immediately assume that he's totally crazy? Well, I'd, I'd have to see it in context, I guess, is what I'm saying. Sure, sure, but she can't take Andrea up there and show her again. Uh, what I'm saying is, if she says that, 
who is Andrew going to think is crazy? Michonne for jumping to the conclusion that check marks automatically mean you're crazy, even though the guy seems perfectly normal. Yeah, because just describing the journal is not. I mean, because again, yeah. even looking at the journal, I didn't think it's like okay. I, I know you you want me to think he's crazy, but this doesn't. I mean, I've got doodles at least that crazy in some of my notebooks, you know, <laughs> sure. where I'm just like you know drawing shapes and shit, and oh, there's a skull with a snake crawling through its eye, and here's yeah. a gun, and like you know. That doesn't mean it's I'm crazy, does it? <laughs> well, I don't know. If I mean, we've, we've slept together. You didn't. You, you you made it through the night, okay, right? Uh, as far as I know, <laughs> as far as I remember. <laughs> uh, Mark E uh, says, and the Funky Bunch says one thing that went unmentioned with Andrew Andrew's subplot. To any comic fan, his survival is kind of telegraphed. The details are way different, but it's a clear pull from the comic with Tyrese getting locked and left for dead in the exercise yard. Even I don't in, know what he's referencing there. Yeah, that's. Do, I, do you agree with that? I think it's more the other guy. I can't remember uh, the Dexter plot. It's more of a nod to the Dexter plot. Hmm. So if all the comic fans are like, "Yeah, right on." So <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Shay M says, I'm a bit offended by the fact that the writers just want us to assume that Carol is dead. If we're going to assume someone's dead based on articles or personal effects being found, shouldn't we assume Sophia was dead long before she's actually found? It's huh. just a bit annoying. Uh, then we talked about the grades we talked about. Oh, now we find out what a great guy T-Dog was. Perfect timing. Agreed. Uh, another interesting point. A girl, The girl-to-guy ratio in the town definitely evened out at the fight. My theory is that maybe hmm. a lot of the guys are stationed at the walls during the day, and the ones that aren't are maybe sleeping because they have the night shift. Just a thought. Good, yeah. Good point. Yeah, very good, good point. point. All right. I so like maybe it. he's not setting up a, a people farm. Um, she says, obviously, she has another nice point here. I think that most watchers are disappointed that we didn't get to see a Merle T-Dog face-off like we talked about last yes. podcast. But... I feel like it has been alluded that Daryl and Carol have a little thing going on. And when she makes her unexpected return, unexpected in quotation marks, because she's assuming, like we all are, <laughs> that Carol's she's not coming dead, back. Yeah. they will become more involved. And then T-Dog, Merle's enemy, will have lost his life saving the woman that his brother carries about, cares about? That's an interesting angle. Like, what? if Merle starts talking shit about T-Dog, Daryl's like, yeah, well, T-Dog saved oh. my woman's life. <laughs> yeah. And it turns into a Jerry Springer episode, apparently. <laughs> I All like right. that. I like that. And I also like Could the idea be. of, like, I feel like Daryl did care for Carol, but he buried it down. And now that she's dead, if he did care about her, we should see some, you know, mm. too hot for the apocalypse steamy oh. sex scenes between uh, Carol and Daryl. Yeah. You like it? No, <laughs> I wouldn't like that at all. All right. Um, that's all we got until the spoilers. And again, we've got some spoiler takes and the feedback, but then we've got mega wattage yeah. thermonuclear bombastic spoilers, bombastic bombad general spoilers <laughs> that you guys need to switch off when you hear the music. If you don't want to have the entire episode spoiled. Now yep. we could be wrong. We've been wrong before and breaking mm-hmm. bad. But this guy hit it out of the park two episodes ago, and same source. So if it's all goes down like we think, then you'll have the whole episode spoiled for you. So I'm giving you fair warning. This isn't like hints or like just episode titles or sonata. I'm going to tell you everything that happens. <laughs> scene by scene It's going to be breakdown. a radio play. Yeah. I'm going to do the Rick. 
he's going to do all the, the woman parts, and you know we're going to have the zombie sound effects. We're going to do it upright. Sure. So, I'll, I'll, actually, that's not true. I don't want to entice people to listen. We're not going to do. We're just going to read. All of my spoilers. voices are now dead. I don't know. Everyone I've done a voice for has could, died. I think you could repurpose Lori for like Carol. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's do our outro. Uh, Jim and I are part of the Bald Move Network. We have a bunch of shows on TV that we do. We also do uh, uh, the Night's Watch with our co-host Mad Brew. We also host the Personal Arrogance Crew out of Seattle. Uh, if you like video games, board games, good beer, uh, pop culture, movies, people being funny, you will love the Personal Arrogance Podcast. You can get that on baldmove.com as well or follow all these people on Facebook uh, at, uh, at facebook.com slash baldmove. Um, we're, that's really taken off. Again, we get tons of comments on our, uh, you know, live thread watches. Jim is doing live tweets at Twitter at bald move. If you'd like to send us long form takes, you can do so at, uh, uh watching dead at bald move.com. Uh, a couple ways you can support us. Uh, we always appreciate iTunes reviews. It's the single most important way we promote the cast. And it's amazing. It's the only way we promote it's the really, cast. It's really, yeah. It's like 90% of our new traffic comes from iTunes. So, yeah. and it's amazing what a, cro- a fresh crop of 30 reviews will do for our iTunes rankings. Because it's, yeah. it's not that hard to rise to the top of the, uh, you know, what's hot section in, in TV and film if, if you guys do your part. And, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't given us a review on iTunes yet, we'd appreciate it. Um, also, you can use our Amazon affiliate link, amazon.baldmove.com. Everything you purchase after going through that link, and if you can't remember, just go to baldmove.com and click on the orange banner at the top. Uh, everything you click on that session, we get a tiny cut of Amazon's profit. So it's not big money, but it's enough when a couple hundred of you guys do it all together that uh, we can pay for bandwidth bills and make a little extra to pay for our whiskey and hooch that uh, fuels the podcast. <laughs> Swiftly running out. That's swiftly, I'm, yeah. We're I'm almost, shocked at how fast it goes. We're almost through another bottle of J Dub. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So those are the ways you can support us. And as always, tell a friend if you're passionate about the show and you like it, and uh, you got some people at work that you're doing some water cooler work, uh, talk to or some relatives. Uh, you know, mention our podcast, baldmove.com. Plus, we need money for when you guzzle that fifth. I mean, that's oh, that's true. Yeah, that's going to be a whole extra bottle actually, right it's, there. It's, it's coming up on Black Friday and Digital Monday. <laughs> think, think about how, you know, yeah. I'm going to drink a whole fit <laughs> of Southern Comfort. And then all podcasts. And I'm going to walk around on a beach in a Speedo. <laughs> that's what I, I want to do if, if Poindexter survives the season. Sweet. He's going to need more than duct tape to save him, I tell you that. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got until we get to the spoilers, which, again, high octane. Switch off. Anytime now or when the music starts. <laughs> yeah, this thing's over, so you can go ahead and turn yeah. it off now. It's not. It's all over but the spoilers. There's nothing yep. but spoilers ahead. All right. Well, that's it for this week. As always, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See, See you the spoilers. back with the spoiler section go ahead and run the promo for next week on the next episode of amc's the walking dead we're, dying here. we're not supposed to go over the wall she ain't running she's hunting
I know you want to get away from this. It's Carol's not. Now you and me were planning on making a run this afternoon. You don't have to be ashamed about liking the fight. I love it. I don't know if the governor's got her pegged right about liking the fight. Yeah, I'm not so he sure needs about to maybe that let that whole fight thing die down. Yeah. Maybe not her invite her to the next one. That's what I'm thinking. You don't you don't you don't have to you can be honest about liking the bowling ball, Marge. <laughs> um okay, so we got anything to talk about there? I, I liked Andrew now this could be just a a promo cut. But Andrew, the look on the Lincoln's face when uh, Herschel—I'm going to use character and real actors' names interchangeably from here on out. Apparently. Sure, sure. Look on Rick's face when Herschel says, "I know you want out of this place," mm-hmm. is priceless because he looks at him like a just deranged. You have no idea what you're talking about, old man. <laughs> Did you get that, or is that just me? Uh, I honestly don't know. All right, don't know. I the Rick is still totally crazy. He's talking on that phone, and man, he's psychotic. Uh, so we have. Rexter C is going to conflict with our spoilers later on. Uh, he says, if you pause the very end of the episode six promo when Maggie is holding up her gun, you can clearly make out that she's shooting a zombie Carol. It's a woman with a shaved head. It has to be her. We see the ear here on the screenshot. The ear? What the hell are you talking about? The oh. ear on the right hand oh. side there. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to back this train up a little bit. And No. Fucking YouTube. Failure. YouTube, man. They're being... You know, I have a... Yeah, I don't know. That could be a dude. How, how is that a, conclusively a woman's head? Uh, I don't know. I mean... And it, how is it a zombie? You know, maybe she's just like... Uh, Carol startled her. That doesn't... I mean... Sure. Sure. It doesn't have to be It's a not like all Carol, bloody and, and blackened and gross looking. It does look like a Carol head, though, doesn't it? No, Carol's got like longer Carol's hair ears. now. But she doesn't have oh, a shaved she? head. She used to. She used yeah. to have a very close cut. No, she's got yeah. like an inch and a half of hair on her face on her head now. Yeah. Her face. <laughs> her face. The beard uh... gives it away. That's definitely Carol. Okay, fair enough. Uh so I don't know if I agree with you there, Rexter. We'll see. Jesse B, here comes the spoilers. Kaboom, we're dropping spoiler bombs. Uh Jesse B, thank you so much for delivering the spoiler goods again. Uh hope you're Hope you're right, or else we'll have a bunch of egg in our face. But <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh, said following from where episode five ended, there's a phone ringing. Uh, a woman answers, which is Amy from season one, on the line, and she tells Rick that she's in a safe place away from the undead. Rick, Rick asks where she is exactly. The line goes dead with no answer. There's a call a little later with a man who's Jim from season one. Uh, not. Jim present company, but Jim <laughs> got bit and started having zombie flashbacks, yeah. flash forwards. Rick speaks with him and tells him that he's with a new group and that he has a newborn and his wife is dead. The man inquires to how she died, but Rick does not answer him, and the line goes dead. Later on, Maggie and Glenn go out of their prison to search for more baby food. And, yeah, because those cans, those two cans aren't going to last them very long. No. In Woodbury, Andrew and the governor become intimate, and after a short while... Uh, and after a short while, they have intercourse. Kaboom! Intercourse? What, did this spoiler come from the 19th century? What the <laughs> hell? Yeah. Jolly Victorian sexually repressed England? Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Merle and some of the governor's crew are sent out to search the forest to retrieve and kill Michonne. Okay. Merle and company find some undead that are arranged in a message. It's a warning. It's a warning to them not to proceed any further. All right. Cool. They're going like uh, Game of Thrones, the other style there with the Michonne. I like it. 
Ignoring Michonne's advice, <laughs> if you can call, if yeah. you can call arranged corpses advice, uh, Merle and, Cur- and crew search until Michonne is found. They begin to fight, and Michonne takes down two of the men while zombies begin to attack. She slices through one of the zombies' stomach. Blood sprays all over the other Essential zombies. Essential to the spoilers. It is because the zombies that were passing, advancing pass by because the blood masks her and makes them think she's one of them. Really. Later, Merle finds Glenn and Maggie where they are scavenging a small town for supplies. He takes Maggie hostage, bastard, forcing Glenn to drive to Woodbury while Michonne spies the scene from nearby. Michonne finds a prison, and when she meets Rick, who has gone outside after having hallucinations of a woman talking to him on the phone, which is his wife, Lori, she tells him that she needs to move on and that he loves him. Well, that's this spoilers are clearly false because Lori's last words of Rick were never to remarry again. Yeah, we and heard no him. sex. Lie yeah. on the cast. So who are you going to believe, <laughs> Jesse B or your own lying ears? <laughs> Daryl, worrying about Carol, decides to go looking for her inside the prison. On his way, he finds nothing except the undead. One particular zombie has a knife stuck through his cheek instead of the brain. Oh, oh that Carol. Yep. Daryl assumes that the person who did this had to be Carol because it's her knife and comes to the realization that she's now weaponless. He grows desperate and is filled with gloom as he begins to think that she is now dead. Falling to the group, exasperated, he re- laments um, that he couldn't <laughs> find her, but he notices a door nearby that someone is attempting to open. Daryl thinks it's a zombie, but upon inspection... The final scene of the episode, he opens the door, and there lies Carol, alive but extremely weak. Hmm. Um, Merle then informs the governor that he's taken two captives. Um, a little bit extra detail. Uh, Philip, a.k.a. the governor, offers whiskey to Andrea and then proposes a toast. Oh, that kind of details. Andrea accepts the whiskey as the governor inquires as to when she last had such a luxurious drink. She states that the time in which she has had anything as good has been so long she cannot remember. Oh, boy. The governor caresses her, <laughs> and then they kiss. Then they move to the bed for something a bit more intimate. Some intercourse, perhaps? perhaps. some intercourse. <laughs> Would you like a nice hot slice of intercourse? <laughs> Maggie and Glenn go scavenging for food supplies in the new, uh, for the newborn. They put their things in a shopping cart, and as they are moving to depart, they spot someone familiar to their surprise. In fact, it's Merle, who is equally surprised to see Glenn. Merle inquires as to the status of his brother, Daryl, and where they are staying. Glenn and Maggie hold them at gunpoint. Merle lays down his weapon and tells him that he isn't upset about being left behind and that he himself has found a safe place, even though he still has a gun behind him in which he pulls out when they've let their guard down. Maggie is in abducted. <laughs> she tells Glenn, I don't know why I'm... I'm why are you <laughs> cracking up? This, this is some real know, shit, man. because I, I just had this <laughs> random thought that I'm going to talk about here in a minute. All right. Keep going. Magazine abducted, and she tells Glenn to go back to the prison. Merle has other plans and tells him to follow him back to Woodbury. <sighs> what neither Glenn, Maggie, or Merle knew, though, was that Michonne was in the area, and he'd watched out of the, their confrontation play out whilst behind a car out of their line of sight. Whilst intercourse? I'm telling <laughs> you, Jesse B. is a time traveler <laughs> from the 18th century, age of sale. Uh, let's see. Um... Then the governor and Andrew get a knock on the door to interrupt their alone time. Andrew jokes that maybe she should hide under the bed so that the governor's men don't see her there. But alas, her time has come to an end because it's Merle knocking with the news of two captives who Andrea knows. Bom, bom, bom. Yep. You know, do you think she noticed during all that sex that maybe there was a zombie shambling in the door? Yeah, the smelly zombie daughter. Although maybe, I don't know, that hood seems to really pacify her. So maybe yeah, but she's gonna stink, like right? Well, you're saying they don't notice her, and they got the door closed. The well, zombies, and they got the door closed. Maybe the zombie got... stink is always around. Yeah, 
What is that? Ah, some food went bad. We don't got a good refrigeration here. Hey, baby. But you have ice. So, uh, All right. what do you think? Are you looking forward to that? Uh, yeah, that could be an interesting episode. It sounds a little bit like a mess to me, but I don't know. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, let's I mean, see I just, exactly this, how it plays This show's out. on a roll, man. The last yeah. two or three episodes have been dynamite, so it's about time for them to have it down. Maybe, and down not necessarily bad, but like... Less eventful. We've only got three episodes left in this half and season. They have so. spoiled us because they have been kicking ass and yeah. taking names. Can they keep it up for three more episodes? I think if they do, they're going to be through where the comics already are. So I mean, they're well. That's a good point. Burning through. So them. I read. So I read um, up to issue one hundred. I made mm-hmm. it to something like fifty the last time when I stopped before the show had even come out. Yeah. So I reread all that I caught up with, and then I kept going. And I'm really excited about where they can go from here. It's interesting, though, because it's they're taking, like, the post-prison Rick plotline. Because Rick loses his, like, so Andrew, or Lori yeah, gets was, killed at the end of the prison sequence. I was going to ask you about this phone call, because this and then is significant. Rick kind of loses his mind, but not, like the way he does here and then he starts getting these phone calls from his wife and yeah. he takes his phone around with him and talks to her and it's you know this is his way of kind of like you know does he do that in front of the group no he does it in private and in fact everyone that, okay everyone's so like the governor's wall of zombies yeah a little bit except for it's not as creepy it's more just kind of touching yeah but you know what's interesting a way they play this is they set up to where rick runs into bad crew after bad crew after bad crew and then right around episode issue 90, he runs into another group like his that are basically good folks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he, like, <laughs> captures and tortures, you know, wow. like, what are you – and it's like you almost you almost think that is Rick really the person that can lead them to the next level in rebuilding civilization? Is he more like a wartime leader? And yeah, and you got to wonder, I mean, is he becoming – the, the thing that he's yeah. hated all along. Right. The thing that he's fought to preserve his group against. Right. And just because he's not keeping captive biters and that yeah. stuff doesn't mean that he could be any less of a dick. Yeah. You know, to, to people that he has no reason to be. But, you know, this world has taught him that shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting how they invert that. And then they, they kind they, of invert they came it again. up on it so quickly. Yeah. So it's like if this phone plot's like from issue 50. Yeah. And, you know, the, if, if they finish the prison plot line, they'll have burned through the first 40 issues. Mm. Um, mm. Now, they still have a significant head start, and there's a lot to tell. And, you know, they, they pump out 12 issues a year anyway. So, But, yeah, they've really, after kind of dicking around in season two, they have. And so, so, the, first, so the first season took the first 10 issues, roughly. Yeah. Issue 11 was Herschel's Farm, or thereabouts. Uh-huh. One fucking issue. Yeah. <laughs> Then they're, 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 they've gone through, like, at least 20 issues in these first four or five episodes. So – and kind of blending and kind of remixing, which is kind of cool. So I'm excited to see where they go for, with this. Yeah, me too. So – That's it, right? Yeah. Okay, I great. I so. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have anything else, so I'll see you next week. Well, how are we doing on time? We got an hour and a half, hour 31. Um. So I'm going to go see Twilight, the last thing. Oh, fuck on Midnight show on Thursday. <laughs> um, so here's my deal. My sister has watched every – she's a Twitard, and she watches everyone on opening night. Her husband goes with her. Well, her husband is deer hunting this season. 
or something, okay. and he's away with like a, on a hunting trip. So she asked me if I would go with her, and I'm like, on one condition, you're my designated driver, and I'm going to get rip roaringly drunk before I see the movie. Uh huh. So. She's worried that I'm going to get us thrown out of the theater because I want to be horse laughing at this 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 movie. Yeah. And like I'm going to be exposed. So oh yeah, you will not. You will obviously said, just, not just be throw, a true just, just throw a Team fan. Jacob T-shirt in. I'll blend right in. Oh, no one will ever be the wiser. Yeah, who's that mad guy cackling in the back of the? What theater? do you think I'm in for, Jim? Because I've I've watched these movies in the. Uh, I think you're in for long, boring movies. I've watched these movies with the uh, comfort of riff tracks. Yes, me which too. is the Mister Science Three Thousand guys, and they're good ones. They're hilarious. They're, they're, yeah, if you have never seen Twilight, you really ought to download the Twilight riff tracks and fire that sucker up, and it's a good time. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think I'm wondering how funny I'll find the movie without that because there's just absurd shit that happens. I think I would have laughed out loud through the last movie without riff yeah. tracks. Yeah. And it being loopy, I'm going to be, it's going to be late at night. I'm going to have a lot of juice in my veins. Good luck, man. You're not, you're not, you, you, you have no morbid curiosity about what this looks like. What, how's this going to go down? I've seen all of them with riff tracks. Mm-hmm. And they were enjoyable, but only because of riff tracks. I don't want to waste two hours of my time watching something. I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> making fun of it in front of that many of its fans. Really? Yeah. Why? I couldn't belly laugh every I five can't. minutes. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> There's going to be one 35-year-old guy horse yeah. laughing until he can't breathe. In a room of full of 14-year-old girls. Yeah. Actually, like 22-year-old girls now. They're all grown up. Well, not only that, but there's a, a disturbing amount of uh, you know grown-ass women, uh, my sister true. included, yeah. that are into this stuff. Yeah, so. very true. All right, well, just don't it's get fun. mobbed. Were you there the last time? Because I had my sister over when I first watched the Rift Tracks version of uh, the 4.1. Uh, I think I was. When, and, yeah. and like every five minutes, I would pause and, and ask I'd her, okay, like, explain What this. the fuck is going on? Justify I just watched it. wolves growl at each other for five minutes. Yeah. What possible reason could this, you know, and she's like, I was putting her on trial. Kind of like yeah. what I do with Glenn Mazzara. Now, if you could pause the movie in the theater and, and ask, get up in the front and say, yeah. you people, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I would love that. I think we'd mm. all learn something about each other. All right. You can, anyway. all, you can cut all this if you don't if you don't want, but I thought that was what was getting me laughing. I was starting to giggle thinking about me at one o'clock in the morning, horse laughing at these people. So <laughs> All right. Well hopefully someone horse laughed at that. All right. And if not, maybe they'll horse laugh next week. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe the horse laugh will be on us and the spoilers are all wrong. Could be. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. Bye.